Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. You're here because you want to learn about how to live a healthier life, how to live more sustainably, how to take your everyday actions and make them work for you and the planet. Sometimes it might feel like you've got this figured out, and other times you probably feel lost. That's why I'm here. Together, we will learn how to live happier, healthier lives without the need to be perfect and always allowing space for a little cluelessness on this journey to living a more conscious life. In today's episode, I'm going to be diving into the idea of decluttering consciously, what that has to do with sustainability and mindfulness and all that good stuff. Here we go. Okay, so I put a poll out on my Instagram stories and asked what the next solo episode should be about and this one. So the science of decluttering, what does that have to do with sustainability and mindfulness? We are going to get into all of that. Let's start with why I would even be talking about decluttering on Consciously Clueless. How does that kind of fit into the things I talk about here? So the idea of buying less is a huge part of sustainability. Of course, there are lots of swaps and changes you can make and different things you can purchase and buy that make your life easier and that maybe make you live more sustainably. But a really important lesson is that it's not always about what we can buy to become more sustainable. A lot of times it's about buying less shit. So the idea of having less stuff is really sustainable at its core because it means that we are consuming less and we obviously have an overconsumption problem in our world. I found some crazy statistics. I'm going to read a few of them for you just to give you an idea of why this is even an issue. Why to think about clutter as a part of sustainability and mindfulness. What does that even mean and what is the issue? So here are just a few facts that I thought really set the stage. There are 300,000 items in the average American home. One out of 10 Americans rent off-site storage, and it's actually the fastest growing segment of the commercial real estate industry over the past 40 years. So that means that one out of every 10 Americans has so much stuff they need to place it in another place because they can't even fit it at their home. 25% of people with two-car garages don't have room to park inside of them. The United States has upward of 50,000 storage facilities, more than five times the number of Starbucks. So that means, again, with the storage idea that it's just what we have so much stuff, especially in the U.S., a very huge culture of overconsumption. There are so, so, so many storage facilities. I honestly had no idea until I started researching for this episode just about how much people needed to store things outside of their home. British research found that the average 10-year-old owns 238 toys, but plays with just 12 of them daily. The average American woman owns 30 outfits, one for every day of the month. The average American throws away 65 pounds of clothing per year. So I could go more and more into how much unnecessary shit we have in our homes, but I think you get the idea. So we've established that we have way too much stuff. Buying less stuff is not only more sustainable because it takes less resources, but there are real impacts it can have on your mental health to have less stuff in your home 
and less in your possession. So let's talk about what are the effects of having all this unnecessary clutter in our homes. At home, we can actually experience lower happiness and a less secure feeling when we have too much stuff around us. So it feels like we're maybe losing control over our physical environment. And when that feeling starts to happen, it actually can lead us to feel really defeated and can lead to anxiety and depression. So if you feel overwhelmed by the stuff that you own, you feel like there's too much, you're always moving things around, shuffling things, cleaning, organizing, whatever it is, it could actually be adding to your stress and your anxiety because your home is supposed to be your sanctuary. That is hopefully what we can all strive for, right? That's a privilege. A lot of us don't feel that way. But when we can control the stuff we put in our homes, we can help it feel that way, at least more or less of a sanctuary. Not only at home, but in the office, if you work outside of the home, there is studies to show that we are less productive and show more signs of burnout when we have too much stuff in our office or around our workspace. Think of your desk at home even. It is a drain on our cognitive resources, like it's too much for us to take in and then be productive, and it actually can lead to chronic procrastination. So your idea of procrastinating and clutter actually go hand in hand in kind of a vicious cycle. You can feel really overwhelmed and not feel like you have the time to tidy up and then it gets worse and it actually leads to more anxiety and you can see how that circle would really continue on. So it's clear to see that if we have more stuff than we need, not only is it a drain on our resources in the world, which is a huge thing, but what we're talking about today, it's actually really hard on ourselves mentally. There's a science behind having too much stuff and it leads to a lot of unhappiness. It is counterintuitive, maybe. We think of buying stuff leading to our happiness, but I think a lot of this research reminded me that that's really just not how it works, right? The more things we buy does not lead to an outcome of feeling more happy or more fulfilled in life, and on the contrary, it actually can do the exact opposite. So on the flip side of this coin, those are the things that can happen when we have too much stuff in terms of our productivity, our mindfulness, our mental health. But when we start to think more minimalistly and take in less stuff into our space, we actually start to examine the attachments we have, right? There are a lot of things we own or hold on to because of an emotional attachment, some sentimental value. And sometimes that can be really beautiful. And sometimes that's really not helpful and actually just causing more harm. So it helps us to examine why are we attached to things. When we stay present, we are able to do more and be happier. If we are not worried about all this stuff, all this junk, all these things, we are allowed to stay more present. And that means we can be intentional. We can be intentional with the work we have to do, with the time we're spending with family and friends, whatever it is. It frees up a lot of space. It's actually pretty incredible what it can do to free up the physical space in your home and what that does to free up the mental space in your mind. I find for me too that when I have less stuff overall, 
I appreciate the things that I do have because they become a little bit more special. They're not just one of 10 things, you know. I have some stuff that I've kept that is really, really valuable or really, really important to me or whatever it is. But when I have less, I just notice that I appreciate what I do have more. So let's say you're listening to this episode and you're like, okay, I have too much stuff. I relate to some of this, but how do I even start, right? This is really overwhelming. If you've gotten yourself into a place where you're just overwhelmed by stuff, that's why it grows and that's why it never changes. It's actually something that can be really hard to dive into. So I am not here saying that it's easy to necessarily start examining our relation to things, but it can be really important. Not only can it save you money if you start to buy less, it is a more sustainable lifestyle, but it'll improve your mental health. And those are all wins in my book. So there are a lot of different philosophies in terms of how do you declutter, how do you get rid of things. Um, There are people like Marie Kondo. She became famous with her book and then subsequent TV series. She tells you to pick up everything in your home and ask yourself, does this spark joy? I'm telling you, if you do that, even if you just clean out your closet and do that, you will see how many things you own that don't spark joy and you just don't need. The unclutterer says to ask three questions. One, if you had to purchase this at full price, would you? Two, does this thing I'm picking up in my home invoke happy memories? Three, if someone you didn't like gave you the item as a gift, would you keep it? Which is a really funny question to me. So I guess that means that you really have to find it useful or it just has no sentimental value. (laughs) But these are all different ways we can start to ask questions. If you are looking to kind of start this process, this is something that works for me. Pull everything out. Whether you're starting with your desk, your closet, your bathroom, you have to get everything out of there. So you actually have to physically touch everything that's going back in there. And when you are decluttering, it can also be a nice way to check in with the stuff that you have. Is there anything I can use up? Is there anything that's going bad? Is there anything that I need to get rid of that's old? It's a good way also to just kind of check in if you're doing more of like products or food in your pantry and find out what's still good or not. You do need to have some sort of sorting method. So are you going to go section of your house by section? Like I said, starting with your desk or your closet. Are you going to do all clothing? So you pull all clothing from all over your house, all books, all paper, whatever it is. Figure out some sort of sorting method or a place to start so you don't get overwhelmed. I really liked this tip I saw when I was doing research for this episode is to not get caught up in a fantasy identity of yourself. Now, it is great, in my opinion, to keep things that inspire you or to this is going to be what I use as I grow. I'm going to read this book someday. I'm not giving very good examples, but I do think it's okay to keep things because you are moving towards that persona. You are manifesting a new version of yourself. But all of us have kept things that we were like, well, read this next year. I'll fit into this someday, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times those things aren't true. So if you're holding some fantasy identity, if you're never going to read that book, get rid of it. Just be honest with yourself. You're going to have less stuff and it'll free you up maybe for something you will read or consume and enjoy. If this is really overwhelming to you, remember you can get help. It can be a really nice time to invite a friend over and just say, look, I am going to go through some shit 
and it's not always going to be fun, but let's try and make it mostly fun. It can be an activity that you do with someone you trust if the idea of decluttering is really overwhelming. And it can be a way to get guidance from someone too. Maybe someone you would trust their opinions of, does this look good on me? Or is this useful? Or something like that. You can turn it into a, a bit of an activity. So it's always a good reminder too when thinking about sustainability and stuff is not to just throw things away. Get rid of things as responsibly as you can. Is it old electronics and old batteries? Those can actually be recycled. Is it clothing? Maybe it can be donated or you can find a place that takes clothing and turns it into something else. Just make sure that if there are things that can be recycled or donated, you are doing that first to create less landfill because the sustainability side of this is we want to create less. So as you're getting rid of things, try and be as responsible as you can and know that it won't be perfect. You will end up throwing some things in the trash because that is the system we live in. But that actually segues right into the idea of what do you do moving forward? So let's say you do this big overhaul, you're inspired and you're like, I'm going to live with less stuff. I'm going to go through things, a true spring cleaning but I have a habit of containing all these things and getting all these things. And don't worry, it's late stage capitalism. It's not totally you. It's a world that encourages us to get, 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 get more. Oftentimes, I mean, more often than not when we don't need it. So there are things to think about moving forward that can maybe help you keep this mindful, decluttering, conscious idea of stuff in mind. So. You can ask questions when you're making future purchases, like, do I need this or do I want this? Or maybe if it's something on sale, you know, we pick up something that's on sale and we're like, oh my gosh, I have to get this on sale. Well, would you buy it if it wasn't on sale? Would you buy it if it was more expensive? What will I do with it when I'm done with it? That's a really great question. Can you think of how you will get rid of this item? Or is it something you can have for a long time? Does it end up in landfill? Can you recycle it? Would you be okay waiting for 30 days to see if this purchase is still something you want to make? If you forget about it in that time, you probably didn't need it. And this is a, a question I like to start with is, can I find it secondhand? If I'm really interested in something, I'll look at Poshmark or eBay and see if there are secondhand options that I can go to first. Or even Facebook Marketplace, that's a great place to find things locally sometimes too. You never know what people in your area are getting rid of that may be the thing you need. Do you need to live in a house full of one vase and three books and nothing on the walls to be <laughs> mentally healthy and mindful? No, not at all. This is not to impress upon you the fact that you need nothing to live happily, but you probably could be happy with less. And it would potentially save you money. It would be less of an impact on the planet, which is always amazing. And I guarantee you examining your relationship to things and trying to have less of them around you to deal with will free up space for you to deal with all the other things, the fun things, the exciting things that you want to be doing with your life so you aren't bogged down by things. Your mental health will thank you in the long run. 
I would love to hear from you if this is something you are interested in, if you have been trying to kind of live with less, or if this is something brand new to you, if you're wondering where to start. I love hearing from anybody about any of the episodes I record and what you think. So please reach out. And you might be sick of me saying this by now on this podcast, but I have to remind you that there is no such thing as perfection. So you will not perfectly declutter. You will not have a perfectly decluttered home or perfect conscious mindful space. It can be amazing. It can be beautiful. You can be happier and healthier with the choices you make, but don't be too hard on yourself because you can't be perfect in an imperfect world. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends, put it on social media. Don't forget to tag me. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, leave a review. Reviews and shares help more people to see the podcast and join in on the fun. If you want to make sure to stay up to date on future episodes, follow me at Consciously Carly on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Pinterest, and head to consciouslycarly.com to sign up for the newsletter. Ready for more Conscious Living content? Check out patreon.com slash consciouslycarly and join the exclusive community over there. And finally, if you're ready to take better care of yourself and the world, let's work together. Click the link in the show notes to head to the website, find out more, and schedule a free discovery call with me. Chat soon. This podcast is sponsored by TerraSeed. TerraSeed is on a mission to disrupt the vitamin industry, empower vegans, and reduce plastic waste in the world. They put everything plant-based people struggle to get in an all-inclusive, vegan, compostable package multivitamin that replenishes them and our planet every single day. Seriously, y'all, win, win, win. Even if you're not vegan, this vitamin will help you get those key nutrients that you need. I am so excited to share a discount code for your first purchase. Use code CARLY50 at checkout to get 50% off. Again, that's C-A-R-L-Y-5-0 for 50% off your first purchase at TerraSeed.com. Don't forget this code so they know I sent you. (music) 